Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. You might not think that the Bucks have to win game two to win this series, but they do. It's Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. ESPN Radio is always presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests join us via the Goodyear hotline. And we begin, as we always do, with Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Game two tonight in Phoenix between the Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. And normally I don't get too into the must-win game mentality. I frankly can't stand it. But I look at a situation like we have with the Milwaukee Bucks, and I can't think otherwise. Number one, the numbers absolutely tell me that this is a must-win. The team that goes up two games to none in the NBA Finals is 31-4 and when it comes to winning the NBA Finals. That is a number that you cannot under any circumstances, ignore. The last to do it, to fall behind two games to none and win the NBA Finals, the Cavaliers in 2016. I got news for you in case you didn't know already. There's no LeBron on the Milwaukee Bucks. There is no LeBron on the Milwaukee Bucks. And frankly, I'm not even sure that there's a Kyrie Irving on the Milwaukee Bucks right now. But I I give the Bucks credit because there's only so much you can do when you're going up against a team that is working directly against what you want to do. What do the Suns want to do? They want to get to the foul line as much as is humanly possible. They also do a phenomenal job of getting there. As we saw in game one, and they make their shots. There were 25 of 26 in game one, and there was a large disparity in free throws. The Bucks were only 9 of 16 and the Bucks are a team that does not foul. They are at the bottom of the league in terms of fouls that they have committed this season. All of this leads you to a bit of a quandary, especially when you saw how things went in game one. So what is Mike Budenholzer to do? Well, in between games, there's really only one thing he can do. It's a huge part of the game. Um, you know, they have 25 points from the free throw line. Um you know, we're a team that prides ourselves in defending and, and um, being able to, to be good defensively without fouling. Um, I can't remember the last time a team got 25 free throws uh, in a game against the Bucs. Um, and then conversely, you know, the way Giannis attacks, the way Chris attacks, the, as many opportunities as Chris has with the ball. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's frustrating, but it's, it's, it's part of the sport, it's part of the game. Uh, we got to be better defensively. We got to keep them off the free throw line, and uh, we got to be more aggressive uh, attacking and and getting to the free throw line and getting to uh, to good offense. Ooh, that was deft. That was deft. That was a skilled answer from Mike Budenholzer. It's not just jumping out and being the coach willing to take the fine and complain about the officiating. That's not what this was. Mike almost saved his money there while getting his message across. That's not an easy thing to do. Jumped in the middle there. Yeah, especially when Giannis does, you know, he attacks as much as he does, and he doesn't get to line. He didn't directly say that the officiating killed him the other night, but he absolutely said that the foul disparity was a big, big problem. The free throw disparity was a big, big problem. But 
I don't think you really have anybody but yourselves to blame when you end up getting caught in situations that are just perfect for the Phoenix Suns to go out and take advantage of that. Just perfect. Chris Paul is one of the best to ever do it at drawing fouls. And he's running a pick and roll. Devin Booker's running a pick and roll. They're both attacking. They both get matched up with Brooke Lopez, and it's good night. And we know, we've talked about this for a day and a half, that Brooke Lopez and the pick and roll, that has to be a way for them to be able to straighten out and get exactly what they're trying to do defensively so that they don't get burned in these situations, whether it's avoiding switches, whatever it is. You have to at least mix it up to keep them honest on the offensive end. That was just, frankly, a brilliant, cliched complaint from Mike Budenholzer. I give him all the credit in the world. That's not the only issue tonight, though. Something that popped up that maybe we all didn't necessarily see until Giannis was off the floor was the effectiveness of Drew Holiday when the Milwaukee Bucks did not have Giannis. Drew Holiday's game went to another level when Giannis was out with the knee injury. He played absolutely fantastic, and Giannis returned in game one, and Drew Holiday didn't play fantastic. In game one, he was just 4 of 14 with 10 points from the floor. With Giannis, average 16 a game. Without him, average 26. Now, we can put that into numbers, and we know that Giannis is an amazing player. But something that Bart Scott and I have talked about this week is, are they a better team offensively just in the way it flows for them without Giannis on the court? Now, that is not something that they're going to entertain. But one thing that I do think bears watching is how this goes earlier in the game when Holiday and Giannis are on the court together and how that is going to progress through the course of game two. Are you going to see them on the court together less to increase the effectiveness of Holiday if there is a direct correlation there? It feels like there is. It absolutely feels like there is. So it's on Budenholzer to make the most adjustments he can with those two to get the most out of them. Giannis, we understand, is skilled like nobody else, but he also gums it up to a degree in the middle. Can their offense be more free-flowing with him on the court? They have to find ways to do that, and they have to find ways to challenge Chris Paul defensively. They have to. And one last thing that they cannot do tonight the Bucks cannot afford to get out and, and fall behind by double digits at any point. The stats say that the Phoenix Suns are 12-0 and this year when they have a double-digit lead at any point in a postseason game. 12-0. and That cannot happen. Yeah, we're throwing a couple of stats at you. But they're they're imperative ones. It's not just trying to tell a whole story with numbers. This is trying to tell the story with context and how rare it is to fall behind two games to none and then come from behind and win in the NBA Finals. 31 and 4. 31 and 4. 
Chris Carlin in for Greeny today. This has been Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So much going on today. Phenomenal reactions. The Stanley Cup brings out the best in everybody. What are we talking about? We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about why Major League Baseball has got a major problem on its hands moving forward in just moments. And what is that problem? Well, it has to do with one of the better pitchers in the game and certainly one of the most well-paid. Up next, though, the best pitcher in the game, period, is not going to Denver. Is that a big problem, and will it take away from the All-Star game? We discuss that with our MLB insider in moments. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. It's the biggest season ever. Tua said a lot of it is on him, but two new offensive coordinators are coming in there. So he now has a new system that he has to now learn before the start of the season. I'm going to be like, are you sure you don't want to talk about Aaron Rodgers? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. The countdown to the NFL season continues. Tomorrow starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning? Noise-canceling headphones? Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star shopify powers 10 percent of all e-commerce in the u.s and shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, rothy's and brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries plus shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com com slash greenie all lowercase go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash greenie
Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today. Of course, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests join us via the Goodyear hotline, which is where we are headed in roughly 20 seconds. First, though, we've got some breaking news. And it is coming from Japan. Organizers have agreed to hold the Olympic Games later this month without any spectators. That announcement came this morning because of a spike in new coronavirus cases in Japan, including the Delta variant. Now, earlier today, Japan's prime minister confirmed the pandemic-delayed event will take place under a coronavirus state of emergency. We'll get back to more on that in just a little bit. Right now, though, we head to that Goodyear hotline and welcome in ESPN senior baseball insider Jeff Passan, who joins us right now. Jeff, appreciate the time, man. Always good to talk to you. How you doing? I'm doing well, Chris. How are you? Doing outstanding. And, Jeff, it's, it's just flat-out fun to watch Shohei Otani right now. It's amazing <laughs> that you get a chance to see somebody like this play and build up to an all-star game when you have, we occasionally will see it, right? Probably once every four or five years where you have a great story in the first half and you can't wait to see that guy in the all-star game. Number 32 yesterday for Otani. Can you put into some sort of perspective what we are seeing right now? When Shohei Otani came to Major League Baseball, I think everybody dreamt of this idea that he would be a great pitcher and a great hitter at the same time. And we assigned probably a 5% probability of that happening. Um, I I think what he's doing right now almost exceeds what the greatest expectations even could have been. Because, uh, and listen, I'm also the guy, mind you, who wrote in first spring training, Shohei Otani's bat looks terrible. So I'm going to wear that one for like the rest of my life and and understandably so. But I I think even the highest projection of Otani as a hitter was not like this. I think almost everyone who had seen him thought that if he's going to be a super duper duper star at anything, it's going to be on the mound. But that's what he's turned into as a hitter. I mean, it's it's incredible. His power, uh, his speed, just his uh, the, the variability of his offensive game is amazing and then to see him go out there and face good lineups and throw seven innings and uh, in his last start you know didn't have the strikeout stuff working ends up uh, getting deep into the game giving up only two earned runs anyway uh he's just right now the 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 single most marvelous player i've ever seen because he it is it's akin to me chris to somebody who goes out and plays two different sports because pitching and and hitting are completely different things. And he has mastered both. Yeah. Jeff, that's one of the things that comes up. Everybody talks about Babe Ruth, but this isn't Babe Ruth. I mean, this is somebody that, you know, we saw Babe Ruth really become this uh, just over the top player after he gave pitching up. So if it is two different sports in your mind, is there anybody that's comparable that we've seen do that? Yeah, Bo Jackson. Mm. And and Bo and Bo wasn't as good at baseball as Otani is, let's say, pitching. Let, let's say 
let's say Otani's hitting right now is equivalent to Bo on the football field, just in terms of his, his ability to straight up dominate and do extremely dynamic things. Um, Bo on the baseball field was capable of that too, but was inconsistent. And Otani aside, you know, take that start out at Yankee Stadium. And I know it's not fair to remove starts from from guys' ledgers, but if you take that start out at Yankee Stadium, you can make an argument that he should be starting the All-Star game for the American League too. And I kind of hope that Kevin Cash does that. Uh, you know, I, I doubt we'll see that, but um, to have Shohei Otani leading off and starting the day after he's in the home run derby hmm. would be absolutely ridiculous. Jeff Passan, ESPN MLB senior uh, insider, joining us here on the Goodyear Hotline. One last one on Otani here, Jeff. How is he doing this offensively in what is seemingly the year of the pitcher? It's because the the raw power that he's got. And, and that's the thing. This offseason, I was talking with somebody who had seen Otani training. And he said to me, uh, Otani is going to be absurd offensively this year. I was like, why do you say that? He's, you know, he's been good. He's been thought in. He said the exit velos are off the chart. And I know it's so nerdy to talk about exit velocity, but it's the same thing with Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, you know, even when Giancarlo Stanton looks like he's struggling or going through a tough period he still has the ability to hit a ball 120 miles an hour. and Nobody else does that. Uh, you look at the top of the exit velocity leaderboards every day, and Otani's there, it feels like, you know, three-quarters of the time. When you hit the ball hard, the chances of it doing damage are greater. And that, that's really, honestly, like the, the whole thing with Otani. He hits the ball incredibly hard. Jeff, on the flip side, the other great story in baseball has been Jacob DeGrom. He said yesterday he's skipping the All-Star game. What's your take? It's a bummer. Uh, I, You know, if you remember Jacob DeGrom coming into the All-Star game a few years ago and just, like, absolutely sitting guys down. I think it was in Cincinnati. Um, and And he was just absolutely ridiculous. I would, you know, every time you get to see Jacob DeGrom pitch, it's fun. And with, with him doing what he's doing right now and being as big of a story as he is, you would like to see him showcase himself nationally. He's also had four injuries to four different body parts this year. He's also on a first place team uh, to whom he is more valuable than anybody. And he's also honestly just kind of tired. Uh, that that's the thing about this year, Chris. Like they're you know teams are still operating under different protocols than the rest of the world. Really, like even teams that have reached the eighty five percent threshold of vaccination still are doing things differently than the rest of the United States. That's pretty wide open, and so. To, to have all of that, uh, for Jacob DeGrom to want to spend the weekend with his family, uh, I don't blame him. I, I think it's uh, – it, in in a regular year, I'd be like, oh, come on. But now it's like, whatever, man. Do your thing. It's just an all-star game. Jeff Passing, ESPN Senior MLB Insider, joining us. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Jeff, are the Mets for real, or are they a product of a division that just turns out to 
maybe not be as good as we thought it was? I think there's a, a little bit of both to that. Um, I, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I don't think they've played as well as I thought they were going to. You know, you look at their, their record, it's good. It's not great. Uh, you look at their run differential, it's mediocre. I think they're only a couple runs uh, above what their opponents have scored against them, which is kind of staggering considering the starting pitching that they've gotten. I mean, you, you can make a reasonable argument that they could have three starters in the rotation on the all-star team in, in Marcus Stroman, Taiwan Walker, and of course, DeGrom. Um, I, I think they're going to be a better second half team. And I think if I'm looking at teams right now to win their divisions, um, they, I just keep waiting for the run from the Braves, Chris. Yeah. I think we all do. Yeah. Like, like that's, uh, I, I just, keep sitting there and saying, when is this Atlanta team going to show up? And I know Marcelo Zuna's uh, gone and probably not going to be back anytime soon, if ever. And I know they're going to be missing Mike Soroka for the rest of the season. And they've had, you know, they've had a rough year, Um, whether it's that or, or their bullpen stinking or Christian Pache, you know, not being a big leaguer. There've been a number of things, but uh, the Mets have had that too. You know, Mets still don't have Carlos Carrasco. Mets still don't have Noah Syndergaard. Like, uh, Mets lost Joey Lucchese. Uh, they, they've had a, a rough patch of luck, and I think at full strength, the Mets are the best team in that division. Jeff, the Yankees feel like that lawnmower that you keep trying to get started, and it feels like it's going to turn over. It kind of teases you every once in a while, but it just never fully gets going. What's your take? Is yeah. their season at this point worth saving? Ooh. Um, that might say it all. Hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, I, let's put it this way. They're the fourth best team in their division and only three teams in any single division can make the postseason. And you know, Toronto's going to have to scratch. Let's put it this way. Let's let's look at it like this. Are the Yankees better than the A's? I don't, I don't know that think you can so. say that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. And and right now, uh, as as the standings are, uh, the Yankees are three and a half behind the A's. I know three and a half games can be made up in a week. I understand that. Um, but I think the A's are motivated to go out and, and trade for guys. I don't know if the Yankees are there yet. I don't think the Yankees look at themselves and say this is a team worth adding to, which is a pretty damning thing to say, right? Yeah. And if they add, if they choose to add, it's going to be two things. Number one, they're choosing to add because they don't have anything worth subtracting. And number two, they're going to add very marginally. I just don't see them, unless they go on – a big run over the next couple of weeks, which uh, listen, which any team is capable of doing, but unless they go on a big run over the next couple of weeks, I just don't foresee the motivation that they have to go out and get one of the top end guys on the market. All right. Two last ones, Jeff, Jeff Passant, ESPN MLB senior insider joining us on Greeny, Chris Carlin in for Greeny today. Who is the biggest name that you feel will get moved before the deadline and is it right after the All-Star break and the draft when this starts to heat up? Oh, the biggest name to get moved. Um, 
the, the problem with this question is that, you know, biggest name in baseball, there just aren't a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like to, to baseball nerds like me, Joey Gallo getting moved uh, is a very big deal. And, and it's interesting because the, the Yankees and the Mets mo- both might be in on him um, because he's got an extra year of control left. So uh, there, there is, you know, it's one of those things where if the Yankees go out and get someone, it's probably going to be someone with club control. And that is Joey Gallo. That is Jose Barrios. Um, uh, you know, the, the biggest name that we could see move, uh, who's going to be a free agent, I suppose, Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, Anthony Rizzo, you know, Craig Kimbrell's guy who's going to be, Kimbrell's going to be like what a role this Chapman should have been mm. before the last couple of weeks, a year left on his contract at 16 or so million dollars and, uh, you know, has been dominant this year. So, I don't think there's going to be like a super superstar moved, but especially with the Cubs faltering the last couple of weeks, uh, they have a lot of guys who are going to interest people. Last one, Jeff Dodgers pulled all the merchandise of Trevor Bauer out of their team store and online. They canceled uh, Trevor Bauer bobblehead night next month. Are we going to see Trevor Bauer pitch again this season? I think it's probably too early to say at this point. Um, you have to look at a couple of things. Number one, uh, the, the Pasadena Police Department has uh, not even gone to the district attorney at this point about uh, whether they're going to recommend that charges are pressed for the alleged sexual assault. Um, and number two, uh, Bauer's still going to have his say. And I think he's going to have a lot to say. And it's going to be very interesting to see how the Dodgers in Major League Baseball respond to that, respond to the way that he's defending himself. And uh, this is not a story, Chris, that's going to be going away anytime soon. Um, I think it's going to be ratcheted up and get louder and get uglier. And that is uh, that's the kind of thing that you wonder how the Dodgers are going to react to that. And, uh, you know, despite paying him a hundred million dollars this off season, uh, whether they're going to start asking themselves, is, is this somebody with everything attached to his name that we want back? Jeff, appreciate the insight as always. Great stuff. Thank you. Pleasure's mine, Chris. Have a good one. You too. Jeff Passett, ESPN senior MLB insider, joined us on the Goodyear hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven 30 seconds we get into adam silver and where we're headed in the future first though country versus country you versus the home printer no matter the competition you need natural fuel and almonds are exactly that fuel for the best you a handful of almonds have six grams of plant-based protein it can't get any easier to fuel good so you can feel good now Just choose how to get fueled up. Whole almonds as a snack, almond milk in your smoothies, or almond butter smeared on just about anything. Whether you're podium topping or printing at home, almonds in any form are natural fuel for the best you. California almonds, own your every day, every day. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. One thing that I don't think has been talked about quite enough with the NBA season this year 
is how things played out with the play-in tournament. And if you really understand what we've seen in the league over the last several years and what we saw this year, boy, it was, it was worth every single bit of it. I thought that the league responded exactly as you would. What was the primary goal of this? It was to avoid teams tanking. Did teams avoid tanking? For the most part, you know, we've got two or three or four teams that were really bad. But beyond that, did you have a whole lot more? Did you have teams that felt like it wasn't worth going for those play-in spots? No, you didn't. And when you hear this from Adam Silver, I feel absolutely fantastic. It's my expectation that we'll continue it for next season. Um, we both, course, of course, need agreement from our teams and the Players Association. And I know, you know, Michelle Roberts doesn't have an easy job. She has 450 players. Some maybe have louder voices than others at the table. But again, I think ultimately, although there were critics, not just LeBron, but, you know, others who weren't in favor of it and maybe some teams who weren't thrilled with it, I think overall it was very positive for the league and the players. I mean, certainly there have been some suggestions about some tweaks we should consider. But again, it, I think once we bring it back to our owners um, for a vote and the Players Association meets and has an opportunity to consider it, it's, it's my expectation that it will continue for next season. And it absolutely should. Listen, LeBron's cranky. Big deal. We understand that. He's cranky because he's later in his career. He doesn't know how many more bites at the apple he's going to get. And down the stretch of the season, with a banged-up Anthony Davis and a team that was tired with a compressed schedule, he wasn't happy about that either, and made that known, he didn't have a great chance to win a championship and had to go and play in this play-in tournament. But for Pete's sake, he got a chance to see the Warriors play in a playoff-like game. I thought that was phenomenal. The league needs more of that kind of stuff. And give this to the NBA. Virtually most of what they try works out incredibly well. The one thing I would argue against would be instant replay because in the playoff games, when we see it, it feels like it happens a hundred times in the last two minutes of games and it honestly stretches it out so far that it makes it a little bit less enjoyable. Other than that, name things that they have truly gotten wrong in terms of tweaks that they have tried to make. This worked exactly how you would want it to. And the league should be absolutely thrilled about that and should continue to take advantage of that. Because, look, when you have teams that go in the tank and you have five and six and seven of them fighting to get to the top of the lottery, we can stink better than you. It's awful. It's awful basketball. Some teams have felt like it's the only way to build, and when you look at a team like the Sixers, you understand why they did it. But it hasn't exactly translated to close to a championship for them as of yet. All right, the final chapter in the rivalry between Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor is going to be written this Saturday. UFC 264 exclusively available to ESPN Plus subscribers for $69.99. Visit ESPNPlus.com slash PPV. Up next, NFL training camp just weeks away. And with that, always quarterback competition. We will take a look 
at the big battles next, right after we tell you about our friends from Straight Talk. It's time for some Straight Talk. We've all been there. You have some real work to do, but the free Wi-Fi where you're working isn't going to cut it. It's like leaving the winner, winning runner stranded on third base. It's not good. Well, now you can be your own hotspot with Straight Talk's unlimited ultimate plan. Get 10 gigs of hotspot data for just 55 bucks a month, all on America's largest, most dependable networks. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Compatible device required. See straighttalk.com for details. Who's winning the quarterback battles? That's next. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio at ESPN+. Plus. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. I love me some quarterback competitions, and we're right around the corner from training camp. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. The NBA Finals are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight. It's Game 2. Suns hosting the Bucks, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations. My voice just cracked there. Indeed. I think it did. All right, we've got five teams with legit quarterback controversy slash competitions that are in play as training camp opens. Let's run through them least interesting to most interesting. Number five, the Denver Broncos. Drew Locke, how do I say this? He's not good. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. So to me, this is not going to be much of a competition. Teddy Bridgewater, say what you will. He is an NFL quarterback. Drew Locke is won purely by the strictest term of the definition. Teddy Bridgewater can play and can win in the league. And there's going to be no doubt by the second game of the preseason. 
that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the quarterback for the Denver Broncos, and Drew Locke should never be the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. This all operates under the assumption that, of course, they don't trade for Aaron Rodgers. Number four, the New Orleans Saints. Somebody has to explain to me why this is a thing. Why is this a thing? Taysom Hill is not an every-down quarterback. Does he feel like that to you? I've seen him play enough when he's a gimmick, and teams are surprised by him, and he can make plays that way. But when I've seen him play every downs, he's done done nothing to impress me. Nothing at all. Meanwhile, Jameis Winston is an interception machine. We get that. But this is it. Let's be clear. This is trying to salvage his career at this point to see if he can ever get back to big-time levels of football. It was something that couldn't be solved in Tampa Bay among a myriad of coaches. And frankly, if it can't be solved by Sean Payton, it can't be solved. You can't ignore the fact that it is somebody that, although they needed him to, to even have a chance, he threw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. 33 picks. But if he could even get that number down from 33 to 20 or to 15. I mean, is 15 interceptions too much to ask for? I I don't think so. Jameis Winston's going to be the quarterback in New Orleans. Number three, the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I've talked to people leading up to the draft process very familiar with Trey Lance at North Dakota State. People around that program love him. Absolutely love him in every way. But... This is not a quarterback who is going to be ready to step in and play. And I think if you're doing that, if you're the 49ers, you are forcing the issue. This, from everyone that I have talked to, is somebody that is going to benefit from being on the bench for a year. We've seen it before. Remember, Patrick Mahomes did not play until very, very late his rookie year. That was all Alex Smith. He didn't get a chance until then. And and it shouldn't be lost that some guys just won't be ready. And for Lance, this is all about just not having played. He's played one full season in Division I AA college or FCS level college. He needs to play more. Jimmy Garoppolo has to be the starting quarterback out of the gate for the 49ers, a team that does have some expectations on it. And let's not forget that he is a quarterback that has taken a team to a Super Bowl. And it wasn't Trent Dilfer with the Baltimore Ravens. That's not what it was. He was better than that. So he has to start there. Number two, the New England Patriots. I hate to say it. Cam Newton shot. I don't think there's a whole lot left. Cam Newton, to me, is somebody that has seen better days, and you saw him look better earlier in the year last year, but you're going to hit a certain point when he's just not going to be able to give you a whole lot. Mac Jones can win this job if Bill Belichick is willing to suffer through a season. Now, remember how much money they spent in the offseason. He may not be willing to suffer 
the early growing pains of a quarterback. But if he is, I think Mac Jones could actually pay off better for the Patriots as you get toward the middle of the season. The one area I worry about always with rookie quarterbacks is the end of the year when they have run the gauntlet and they really hit a major wall. Last one, the Chicago Bears. I, I, I'm fascinated by the Bears. When's the last time anybody ever said that phrase? I am fascinated by the Chicago Bears. I am. I'm a big Justin Fields guy. He can play. He will be a star in this league. Everybody I've talked to who's been around him says he will absolutely be a star and probably doesn't get the credit he deserves for the kind of quarterback that he'll be. Will he be ready week one? I'm not convinced of that. This may be a few weeks into the season. Let's get him in there. And you can't have a... I, I think Andy Dalton being there is an excellent, excellent solution for the Chicago Bears here in the short term. So I'm fascinated to see if Fields can be ready to go week one. I don't think he will be, but that is the quarterback competition that has most of my attention in the next few weeks. The NBA Finals continue. We preview game two next. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.